0: Greetings, earthlings. We have now taken over your radio.
1: Hello and welcome in to the Jayhawk Talk podcast. I am Kevin. Joined with me, as always, is Andrew. And Andrew, it's been a few weeks since we've talked to the people. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm still riding pretty
2: high from that championship. How are you doing? You know, Kevin, it is Memorial Day. I woke up this morning and we were still champions. (laughs) We were still champions. It's been, you know, seven weeks, almost two months since we last spoke to you all. And I still feel really good. It's uh, the the honeymoon period with this championship has not worn off. No, it's not over. not still on, still on the beach with a pina colada next to this championship. We're just, (laughs) you know, uh, enjoying nice romantic dinners with this championship. The honeymoon periods, it's going to last for a while.
1: I don't know when that will end. Like it's going to be at least until next season. Like, I think it will literally have to be late night for me to see a whole new team and a whole new thing. Like then I'll turn the page,
2: but like, that might be it. It, it, it'll probably last until. You know, we get beat by UTEP in the Sprint Center in December. (laughs) (laughs) It's the unfurling of the banner. You got to get the banner. Oh, sure. That's it. That's it, But it's You know, there's... uh, I'll tell a quick story. Uh, I went to Disney World with the family uh, in late April. And I I wore... Yeah, I know. I I wore KU stuff every day. I had a hat on. I was the guy who had the hat and the shirt on Mm. every day day when i was down there and i got a lot of like hey congratulations man i felt like i was getting my own disney world parade (laughs) and then you'd see other jayhawk fans and then we'd just be like champs the champs are here it was it was a lot of fun to interact with these complete strangers on main street usa uh that was that was our town main street usa was the jayhawks town all of april awesome we were the champs. As
1: you, as you know, I travel a lot too. And I always support KU stuff and every airport, every been to DC twice, both times I ran into people that went to KU. who wanted to talk about it. I, I just got back from, uh, I actually went down and played Ozark national and, and, uh, next to tiger's course down there and, and at the top of the rock. And I was wearing a, a, KU Champion Pullover. And sure enough, someone came up Is like, KU Grad, right here, man. Love that sweatshirt or that sweater or whatever. So, Pullover. And so, uh, speaking of Andrew, I got to ask, how much money have you spent on championship gear?
2: That's a great question. Uh, I walked into a couple days after the championship, I walked into Sampy. rally House, Sampy, Kansas yeah. Sampy, just to, you know, <laughs> see what they got. I'm just going I'm just gonna see what they have. It was impressive. It was quite the spread. <laughs> it was impressive. Right? I mean, there was <laughs> that's about when cl- I went to I, was I like, went to Holy. the one on 119th in Park Place or town center, whatever it's okay. Called.
1: I went to the one on 95th, the big so
2: one. you went to the big guy, the yeah. big boy. So let me explain the one on 119th. It's pretty big, but it's not as big as the one on 95th. Okay. They basically cleared out the front (laughs) of the store, like half of the store. Like Chiefs don't exist. Royals don't exist. This was like in the middle of Royals opening day, like this, this may have been Royals opening day. And it was like all in the back. And there was just these card tables and folding tables of, of shirts. And so I just went in there, like I said, with the intention of just seeing what they got. Mm hmm. And I walked out of there. I mean, that wasn't my only purchase of, <laughs> of anything, but like, I think I spent $200 then on about a Remy shirt, about a CB shirt, about an Ochai shirt, about a regular championship shirt, about the hat with the logo on it. I think about a sweatshirt. That
1: did you get the, a... did you get the koozie? Cause I got all those things too, but the I
2: didn't koozie get a... got me. I got the Oh, koozie. I need to go get a koozie. Oh, I should the get a koozie. koozie to go on sale here in July. You should get a koozie to get rid of these. And then, uh, I, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say the last, the last bigger purchase that I want to highlight is the wife did splurge for me and get me a Peter Millar. There pullover. we go. There uh, we go. Pull over. She, she, I didn't pull the trigger. She pulled the trigger for me. She got me the Peter Millar uh, championship.
1: Hey, Love you that. remember that when Iowa state, uh, as you, as, as we've talked
2: about your wife's
1: an Iowa state grad, you remember that when Iowa state goes like, you know, I don't know, get second in the big 12 or something. You, you make sure you get her something. Okay. When's the Alamo bowl.
2: Yeah. Get her an Alamo bowl, uh,
1: <laughs> uh, pull Let's play it forward. All right. Uh, and, I have to ask you also. By the way, I'm I'm far over the two hundred dollar mark. I think you said you were too. Uh, well,
2: it, I think those Peter Millars are about that price. I was going to uh, say,
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> there's two hundred right there. I'm sure it's very nice though.
2: Uh, Love it. I've worn it
1: to work when it's been warm out.
2: I wear it all the time. I wear yeah. it all the time.
1: Yeah. The the funniest thing is, of course, you know the algorithms out there know that I am a Ku Championship gear guy. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, Google. Everything is showing me stuff to buy about the championship. And I've seen some interesting stuff. I saw some dice. I saw some, oh, uh, wow. a poker set. I think this is really playing into the, the yeah. algorithm it's really, this is really, like good really
2: specific. I think there's only like one person who fits <laughs> all of these different lines. that are crossing and golf gear,
1: lots of golf, gear, golf towels and golf, you know, all that stuff. Definitely. It has, it has hit the algorithm is, is working very well. But my favorite, I think I saw recently was maybe someone else has seen this. This, like, stitched, like, really nice, like, hand-stitched belt that says, like, Ooh. championship on it. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I love I might that. To, I'm, the, the algorithm's working hard for it's me might, to get might that. Might jump on that. It's That's working probably, like, hard.
2: Somebody, you know, got their Etsy store. Like, we got to make something. That's what do we it. got? Like That's it. We're, we're I guess traditionally we make belts. Let's just <laughs> make championship <laughs> belts. Like, good. It'll sell. We got an algorithm. Algorithm's going to get it to this guy.
1: Yeah, for sure. There's more than just this guy out there, but yeah, for sure. It's there's a few of us, uh,
2: yeah. pretty good, pretty good. Uh, well, so let's just talk a little bit about the rest of the show. We're gonna. We're we're going to talk to Brian Haney today. Yeah. Uh, Brian's got an event coming up called Rock Chalk Roundball Classic. We've talked about it before on this podcast, but we wanted to have Brian on for him to talk about that because there's some cool events coming up in Lawrence um, in two weekends. So I believe it's uh, June 9th, 10th, 11th. Let me just double check those. I think that's right. Uh, Correct. uh, And so we wanted him to uh, just talk about those things because – we think it's a worthwhile cause for everybody to get involved with. If you're in Lawrence, you should attend those events. If you can't, maybe uh, try to donate to his cause. So he's going to jump on. Uh, we're He's probably going to jump on like right in the middle of when we're talking and we're like, like hey, Brian, how's it going? So we're going to talk for a couple of minutes just about CB and Jalen Wilson and uh, Kevin McCuller. Huh? Hmm. Uh, and and then we'll get into the back end with Brian to talk about the Rock Chalk round ball classic. Uh, it's it's a fun deal. I've attended some of the events in the past and it, it's it's a lot of fun. So if you can go to the game, if you can go to the dinner, uh, they do bowling now instead of golf, which that, that opens it up for everybody. You can go bowl with Elijah Johnson. I heard he's pretty good. Uh, so yeah. That's, that's what we're going to do tonight, but we're just going to kind of bask in our championship glory for a while, uh, and talk about some of these players. We're not going to get into next season. Maybe we'll do a preview to the preview of the preview as, as Kevin said uh, to me earlier, like, yeah, like we don't want to get too far into this. It's, it's may it's may, uh, after a championship. So we're going to continue to exist in this, but you know, there's always stuff to talk about with Kansas basketball and we're here to do it on the Jayhawk talk
1: podcast. Well, I just got a text from the aforementioned Brian Haney, who's going to jump on in a second. So if he jumps on, we're going to do rock chalk round ball when he jumps on, and then we'll finish the rest of it. We're going to just kind of fly for fun today. But Andrew, let's talk about for until he gets on uh, a couple of the guys, right? So we know Ochi is out good for him. Get you know, get that hopefully, uh, hopefully lottery money. Oh, here comes Brian. All right. You know what? Let's, let's stop there. We'll continue on that. Brian Haney's phone is connecting to audio with the dot, dot, dot. And Brian, are you here? There he is. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Hey, we we literally just previewed you coming on. Your timing is impeccable. Uh, and this is, this is what you do. This is why you're a professional. Well, you know,
3: Batman had the bat signal. You guys put up the Jayhawk signal. I saw it. I knew it was time to hop on. So here we go. <laughs>
1: here we go. Well, okay. So Brian, you're traveling. Appreciate you coming on. I know that you have done the rock jock round ball classic for tell tell me when was the first year you guys, you, you started this. We started
3: this in June of 2009. So this is wow. our 14th year, believe it or not, there's, there's kids that have, been to this every single summer of their lifetimes, with the exception of a pandemic year, and we did a virtual TV event, so still 14 straight summers, never having missed a beat, but yeah, it's it's amazing. I I have a lot more gray hair on my hair now on my head now than I did back then, but uh, a whole lot of fundraising fun in the process, met some of the greatest people I've ever had a chance to get to know through round ball, and if we have a huge year this year, it would have to be a north of 200K kind of year, but we could... Surpass a million dollars raised in our 14 years and considering back in 09 we were selling five dollar tickets and one dollar hot dogs we've come a <laughs> long ways so we're excited and uh, you know these are opportunities to raise life-changing dollars for our five beneficiary children and dozens more uh, that help uh you know get received funds from the uh, baby jays legacy of hope 501c3 organization as well which is one of our our partner partner beneficiaries so we're uh, we're pumped up for this weekend coming up here in the june 9th through the 11th and countdown is on my friends we're hopeful to see you guys there
2: awesome so- hey brian this is andrew uh i've been to a lot of these uh going back i think i've done maybe half of the games i went to the dinner a couple years ago so walk through what people how people can get involved if they're in lawrence and then if they're not in lawrence and they want to contribute uh, how can they do that
3: well thank you for being a loyal round ball attendee contributor and sponsor andrew i appreciate that you know the easiest way to learn about everything we have going on is our website which is rockchalkroundballclassic.com. You can read about the game we've had, including this year, with some new faces coming back, like Devon and Diedrich and Udoka, first-timers like Malik Newman and guys like that. I think after this year, we'll be up to 114 different Jayhawks over the last 14 years. So you can read about some of the names that have been a part of it over the years. You can also read about how the events fundraising schedule has evolved over time. You know, we used to do just the game. Then we added a golf tournament. Then we realized a lot of these – 25-year-old NBA guys aren't big on golf yet in life, but everybody knows how to bowl. So we decided to add a round bowl classic where you could bowl with the celebrities. But the uh, the big dinner celebration that you talked about attending in 2018 and 2019 has really been our biggest, most successful fundraising event because you get a chance to sit down in kind of like a gala-like setting where you've got a different Jayhawk legend at every table. Then five go up on stage and they tell the untold stories of KU hoops. And about halfway through the storytelling hour, we have people raise the paddle and and we uh, raise money that way. We have a live auction with some pretty elite items, including a really special one I want to talk to you guys about later. So let's circle back to that. But ultimately, we give the fans three ways to interact and engage with Jayhawks like you wouldn't find anywhere else. I mean, there's not another Big 12 school that does it. There's not another school in the country that I think does it like we do it in terms of the, the fan engagement, the interactive experience, and the chance to, again, raise profound, life-changing dollars for these poor kids battling cancer. And so we're really proud of what we put forth, whether you're a you know game watcher or you want to get out there and, and, and bowl with Devontae Graham and, and uh, maybe rub elbows with Greg Ostertag at the celebrity dinner. Whatever is your speed, we've got something for you to get that quality interaction and FaceTime with some of your favorite Jayhawk legends from all eras. That's the beauty of this game. I remember a few years ago, we had Darnell Valentine throwing an alley-oop lob dunk to Ben McLemore, and I'm thinking, where else would you see that? Guys separated by multiple decades in their Jayhawk careers now uniting for one common cause to raise money for these kids. And, and what a cool fantasy matchup to kind of put those guys together on the same floor. we got something similar like that this year. We got the chance to bring back Cole Aldrich. And also uh, I mentioned Greg Ostertag moments ago. Imagine those two big fellas going one-on-one on the block. Big O backing down Cole, trying to score on him. Aldrich trying to hold his own with the former Utah Jazz, $40 million man. That's going to be a ton of fun to see. And and then, you know, the chance to reunite Diedrich and Devon for the first time since their season was cut short and their legacies, you know, forever, uh, you know, abruptly ended. And obviously in uh, in Devon's case, it was 2020 for him. Diedrich had moved on. But the point is, get uh, those guys back on the floor together and uh, for Devon Dotson, hopefully a big Huge welcome back to Lawrence as he makes his way back. And, you know, that's that's just the tip of the iceberg on some of the guys we're bringing back. We've got a ton of 2008 national championship representation with Russ Robb, Mario Chalmers, Darnell Jackson. I mentioned Cole Aldrich, Tyrell Reed, Brady Morningstar amongst those guys. Sharon Collins on that list as well. We've got guys that come back. I already mentioned Greg Oster tag. we got guys back. The Larry Brown here, like Ron Kellogg, that are going to play. Downtown Terry Brown is going to play. He's nice. been a part of our virtual three-point shootout, but he's never played in the actual game. He's coming back. So there's early Roy Williams era right there. Vic uh, Bradford, late boy Williams era. Wayne Simeon's one of the. The coaches, along with Brett Ballard, those are our two head coaches this year, so that's going to be fun. The point is, uh, we cover all eras, we cover all bases, in in making sure that uh, your favorite Jayhawks are invited to come back. And and we've yet to announce some of the biggest names uh, still in the works. So if you've been following along on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, you've seen some big names already. But this week, we'll really start to unveil uh, some even bigger names than what you've even heard to this point. So be excited to check that out when those updates are made available. And then get your tickets while you still can. The beauty of this event is we've always kept it in those 1,500-seat venues so that you get a chance to see these guys up close. My goal initially when we started this was for a fan that might not be able to go to Allen Fieldhouse a whole lot, if ever, to have a chance to see this game and see these stars uh, on a stage that was an intimate enough setting where you could interact with the guys, see them up close, and there's truly not a bad seat in the house. And so we're back at Free State High School again this year. Only 1,500 tickets are out there. So go to Johnny's Tavern if you're listening in Kansas City. We've got three Johnny's Tavern locations with tickets, Power and Light, Ridgeview, and also Prairie Village. You can also buy them at Johnny's Tavern in Topeka if you're a uh, Jayhawk Talk podcast listener out there. And then in Lawrence, we have them at the 23rd Street Brewery, who's one of a couple of local businesses that's been with us all 14 years Can't thank those businesses enough that have been with us every single year. So it takes a lot to pull off this event every summer. We've got a board of 12 people that work year round on this thing. But we also have business partners and investors that that make major contributions like Johnny's, like the brewery, like Jefferson's, who's going to be our event sponsor for the bowling events. Royal Crest Lanes, the host there host location that is yeah, they donate all the bowling for free out of the goodness of their hearts to help these kids. So that's kind of a brief rundown and overview. You can check out more details on the website, Classic.com. and hopefully we'll see you for one of those three events, if not all three.
1: Well, Brian, I, I, I hate to say it, but I'm going to be out of town for that whole week, but I went on your website, com, and I was reading about, you're five, you're starting five this year. You got DK Clark, Jake Jones, Fatina Gomez, John Foster, George Langston. Encourage people to go out and read about those five kiddos and their stories. And as a father myself, man, it's it's tough to read those things. And I, you know, felt inclined quickly to to hit that donate button right on the website. So I can't make yeah. it, but quick donation button right there on the website too. If you are like me and unable to make it, there's a night nice, and by the way it took like 30 seconds to do so you guys did it right it didn't take any time at all maybe less uh and I'm well, I'm not exactly proficient on uh, on those things so really easy to do a quick donation there on the website too
2: you know Brian I want to talk quickly about the game I've been I've seen well, several of these games and these that, games
3: we're gonna have to get you out to the event one of these
2: two. Oh yeah we good Can you hear us Brian? Yeah I got you. All all right, yeah, there here we go. go. There we go. Andrew go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I just want to talk quickly about the game. The games that I've been to, surprisingly, have been incredibly competitive. Can you talk about when these guys come back? It's not just about uh, you know, coming back and seeing some buddies and seeing Lawrence for the first time in a while. This is a game where they're kind of for a lot of these guys, they're out there to prove themselves.
3: You know, it's interesting you mentioned that, Andrew. Players that shall not be named that are very much the alpha males were telling other players they weren't allowed to check into the game because they were going to try to win this thing. They basically (laughs) stole the reins from the two head coaches, which at the time were Bud Stallworth and Calvin Thompson. Some of these guys, they never went against each other in the past. you know, And so you get some of that going. We're going to have Devontae and Spee on separate teams this year. Uh, We're going to try to, to stack it to where you've got some fun, friendly rivalries going on, and we'll see them play off of each other uh, like we've had in previous years. But we've we've had some thrilling finishes. One year, uh, it came down to a last-second shot, and they they set up the chop play for Mario to take the three to, to win it, just like he uh, you know sent it to overtime at San Antonio. He missed, and Steven Vinson, of all guys, former walk-on from Lawrence High School, catches the carom off Mario's miss, sticks it back up and in, for a buzzer beating win another year. It was tied at the end of regulation. Scott Pollard and Bud Stallworth were the two head coaches. And rather than going to overtime, they proposed we do a free throw shoot off between the two Scott clanked his, I would say predictably, but Scott was a pretty good free throw shooter, but you know, big guy misses his, then the guard steps up the small forward, Bud Stallworth, he not only drains his cash money, but he holds the follow through turns and walks off the floor. And he was on the other end free throw line. So he had like a 75 foot walk off the floor, holding the follow through out the building. It was the ultimate drop your mic moment and just walk off in a blaze of glory for Bud Stalworth. So, We've had some hotly contested games and a little peek behind the curtain on how we do this. I recruit all the players. We hustle to get these guys hard and and we work hard to get them here. Believe me, it's not as simple as, okay, you're coming. Like we book flights. We put them up in hotels. We we go through all of that to get them here. But then uh, a guy who's been one of my primary right-hand men throughout the 14 years together is Michael Mead. He does a lot of our digital graphics and uh, he does all the posters and tickets and stuff you see. We sit down and we basically have a fantasy draft and, and we draft uh, the teams. And and here's the deal we always bet a steak dinner on it. I've won five years in a row, and by telling the story publicly, I've automatically jinxed myself this yeah, year. I'll have no <laughs> yeah. chance to win. But but we do it in a competitive balance kind of way. So if because as you know, Andrew, we get a couple football players, we get three to four women's basketball players, and so we try to you know pair them up. Last year the Morris twins played. So as soon as one twin was taken, we drafted the other immediately. This year, when Spi and Devontae got drafted, you know, once one went, the other went immediately. If, if a football player goes, the next football player is in the very same round, that kind of thing, to keep competitive balance. But we have fun with this, and that's our own little spin on it that nobody really knows about until now. And, uh, and so, yeah, it, it'll be funny. We'll be looking at each other from across the stands with about two minutes to go kind of gesturing who's got this and that kind of thing. But, but that's a little, you know, behind the scenes thing for those of us that, that put in the months and months of work that still get some uh, separate enjoyment out of it beyond the fundraising. That's
2: this awesome. should not be behind the scenes. You need to make this fantasy draft public. Yeah. you That would that. <laughs> be incredibly fun to watch. Even if it lasted three hours, I would watch every second of it.
3: You know what's funny though, Andrew, for the same reasons that we mentioned, the guys got competitive and told certain <laughs> players to sit down.
0: Yeah. I think
3: I think yeah. they get offended if player yeah. X goes in the tenth round and he's yeah. like, Come You're on, right. man, are you kidding You're me? Right. But but I, I totally hear you, man. We should have you guys do a draft on the next episode once the oh, full man. rosters yeah, that are would announced be and see how your rosters would come out. Cause we've got a I would argue if if a couple of names come in at the wire, we got a couple of photo finishes that we're waiting on final confirmation from. If they come in, we'll have as good a roster as we've ever had. Awesome. So if that's the case, I'd love to have you two go toe to toe and see how you pick the roster.
1: That would be fun. That would be fun. Well, look, I, I I want I want you to make sure you get the final close in on the on the special item. Uh, that yes. uh, yeah. So close with that. Give us your give give us the. The final rundown here, what we need to know.
3: You know what? This is the main reason I wanted to come on outside of catching up with you two because it's always fun when you invite me to come on. And Kevin and I go way back to our days in Top City together. But right. uh, this is an amazing item, unlike any I've ever seen. And you know, I'm a big sports member, be a collector. I'm a big KU historian. And, and here's the item, okay? We've got the chair that Wilt Chamberlain sat in When he came back to have his number 13 go up in the rafters for all of time at Allen Fieldhouse and signed autographs for an hour and a half, two hours after the game that day for a line of people that went all the way out the door and down Naismith Drive toward Oliver Hall, he signed every autograph that day after all those years away, saying he wasn't sure he could come back to Kansas because he never delivered a national championship and he didn't know how Jayhawk fans would embrace him. And then he found out we love him to death and and we loved him every single day. And he showed his love by staying and signing and and posing for pictures with Jayhawk fans as long as there were fans to be heard from. We've got the chair. He sat in that day. He's autographed it. Obviously, Wilt has long since passed. So, you know, any autograph of a deceased legend is worth exponentially more. But when it happens to be on an item that is truly one of one, one of one, there's only one of these out there. You've got to be in the house for that celebrity dinner on June the 10th when we auction this off. This was donated to us during the pandemic, and we weren't going to put it online for the virtual game because we didn't want to see this thing be undersold. And last year we couldn't have a celebrity dinner with raise the paddle and live auction and all that, because again, the pandemic was was still kind of raging strong, or at least to the point where you couldn't have indoor events like that without people having to be masked up this year, we're back in full force and I want to see some big diehard Jayhawk collector step up a bit on this thing, but you have to be in the house to do it. It's going to be a live auction thing on June the 10th, at the Birds Union. I've never seen anything like this. I've been proud to have it in my man cave for a year and a half since it was donated to us, and we needed it in a safe place. And I hope it goes to a rightful home, because this should fetch a very pretty penny, as there is only one of these beauties. How do we know it's the chair he sat in? Because every player that weekend had their initials stamped on the underside of the chair they sat in. And and we've got the WC it's signed by him and a story to go along with it. That that verifies what it is. So make sure you check that out. If you have a chance to come out, support the round ball classic and our round ball celebrity weekend, June 9th through the 11th.
1: That's awesome. Well, thanks, Brian, man. I wish I could be there. I, I, uh, I will not be missing ones in the future, but if you can't make it, be sure you go out and give a donation. If you can go get yourself a ticket, hit all three, man. Those all sound like a blast.
3: Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you guys giving us the platform tonight to come on and talk about it. We're fired up to uh, hopefully talk more KU hoops with you before the next season ramps up and, and t- maybe you know see KU football.
1: Yes, we will be talking Ball, about KU football. Talk
3: on that. Po- football's uh, and, coming. Guys, live see you out there. All right, man. Sounds good, guys.
1: Brian, be well. Sounds Thank great. you so much for coming on. Thanks,
3: Thanks Brian. Fellas. See Have you. a great night.
1: Rock, Jack. All right, well, thank you to Brian Haney for joining us talking a little rock chalk round ball classic that is such a cool event uh and you know he was started that thing way before he was ever still really affiliated with k u and uh and and just kept kept going with it even even in his Texas tech days so super
2: cool yeah I mean that would have been super easy for him to just. Like, oh, I'm at Texas Tech now. But no, he came back all through those those four years or five years or however long he was gone. Yeah. Ran that thing. And it's become, it's actually really fun. And I know, like, obviously, people who listen to this podcast program would certainly uh, appreciate uh, what, what happens at those events. But, like, it's really cool. It's it's cool to see everybody. I uh, talked to Ben McLemore and Jamari Trailer about Fortnite the last time of course I went uh to the it was at the dinner uh and I yeah I, I don't know how it came up but like that's kind of all we talked about was Fortnite uh when they sat at my table so there you go
1: that's so cool though i mean just it, it's such a cool event uh well thank you to brian sorry we had it looked, sounded like some of the internet was popping in and out a little bit but we'll try to fix that but brian's the best uh and check out the event if you can all right andrew we started to talk a little bit about Ochi. We started talking about a couple of the guys. Let's run through those real quick uh, before we get out of here. Cause Ochi we know is gone. Hopefully lottery deserves it. Uh, then we got CB who was a little bit of a question mark, but ultimately decided to stay in the draft. Good targeted. Turn. some exactly. I, I, I mean, nobody can be upset about that, uh, particularly after a championship. I mean, I, I'm never upset about it anyway, but nobody, not this year. That dude uh deserves it and I hope he ends up in the first round. I think it's probably pretty close but I think he will.
2: Is sort of what we're hearing. Is that kind I of where mean, you're at? I mean I've seen a lot of mock drafts with him uh late first. Yeah. You know, going to those, you know, teams we're seeing in the playoffs right yeah. now. It's so like that'd be not awesome bad, if he ended up on one spread. of those one of those teams at the end there. Uh yeah, cuz he if he ends up on one of those teams, like he could come he doesn't wouldn't have to come in and play like Lottery minutes. No, he could come in if if he gets drafted by the Warriors or the Celtics. Like he could come in and do what he does very well for his limited time, and then work his work himself up, work himself into the starting lineup after a couple of years. Like you could see the path, and he's definitely got the skill set that he could be an NBA player for a long time because he he can do a lot of things, especially if he can get that three point uh, shot dialed in. That's key. He can be an NBA player for a long time. And I i mean, everybody kind of compared him to Ochai last year in coming back. I i, I think there are some similarities, but CB is going to go in the first round or potentially go in the first round. Ochai, I don't think he was getting as much first round talk. It would just be, are you willing to take first, willing to take a second round pick uh, or you want to come back and improve your stock? Ochai did that. CB, I think is already there and, and he yeah. could go higher. I mean, he's got a lot of people talking about him. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd guess late first round.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. And you had a hot take to me. I don't know if you want to say Ooh, it, but yeah. I'll I'll give the hot take. Cause I actually agreed with it. Uh, and it's a weird, you know, you said, this is a hot take. And I actually responded. I don't think it's that hot. And I'll let you say it, but about CB versus Ochai.
2: I think CB may have a better NBA career when all is said and done than Ochai. I don't think that's that hot. I don't think it's that hot. And that's tough to say like right now, but I just, you can sort of see it with CB where he could do a lot of things. That being said, Ochai is really good. He's really good. I I started to think about that a little more. I'm like, man, I'm like, am I or underselling Ochai? I'm like, I think I am. I'm debating ceiling. I'm debating. See, that's where
1: I'm at right now is really full ceiling. Cause like I, I want to say we've seen Ochi's ceiling, although every year he got better. So you can't really be like, oh, well, he's got, that's it. Right. Uh, But you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think he's, he's a more developed player. He's certainly more ready day one. I'd want him on my team for next season over CB, but in six years, you know, it'll be interesting to watch. We'll have to come back and listen to this podcast and decide if that's right or not. Uh, But interesting, uh, Andrew, we've got a few days here two days. I think, I think it's uh, June 1st before we'll know for sure if Jalen Wilson is going to return or, or stay in the draft, he is taking it to the final hour. It appears he's had a couple uh, nice weeks in, in his development and, and showing out and uh, for the pro uh, teams. And, you know, I think it's a little bit of a coin flip right now. I think most expected him to be back. Uh, And I, I said early on that I wasn't so sure. In fact, I, my hot take back in the day was that CB would be back and Jalen would go, uh, <laughs> which obviously is incorrect, but it could be half right. So we'll see. And I, people were like, Jalen's not going to go. Jason Jalen has to come back. I don't know. I think he got his championship. Um, and how old is he now? He's, this is, this would be his, it would be his senior year, his by, senior
2: academics, year. By, by academics by academics.
1: So it's more about, this would be his third testing of the waters, right? And uh, and if he so, goes again, yeah, right? If he goes again, and that so it's just kind of like if you do it three times, is that starting to get there's a uh, it's unfair, but maybe a little stigma about a player. I that's the only reason I think he might go. Um, uh, and I've heard rumors both ways, you know, who knows? Uh, but any thoughts on, on Jay Will?
2: It'd be nice to have him back, uh, but like if he would go, if he could sort of see himself. Cause he's not going to be a first round pick. Is he going to be a second round pick? Maybe he played, he played really well in that G league combine. Yeah. Uh, And then played so well in the G league combine that he got invited to the regular combine. Right. Uh Some would argue that he should have been invited to the regular combine to begin with, but he didn't. So he got to the regular combine and did pretty well there too. Not incredible, but I mean, it's not like vaulting himself up and onto draft boards, but he like enough to like, Hey, maybe somebody's going to take a shot on this guy. Uh and so that's possible. Uh but the NBA is not necessarily the only avenue for some of these guys. If if they're comfortable with being a two-way player or yep. spending some time in the G League or looking for some other avenues, uh, he would certainly be a candidate that could make a lot of money going along those avenues. And that not was like, my take. Not that not he was like,
1: going to be a first round pick, right. but that he was going to be comfortable doing that next year instead of coming back.
2: And so if he's comfortable with rolling the dice on the draft and then comfortable with, if that doesn't necessarily work out that they're comfortable with those other options, then then I could see him going. But uh, you know, if he, if he, if he does come back does, is he KU's leading scorer next year?
1: Well, that's a, that's a great question. I don't know that we've got the full roster quite I just want out. you to give me,
2: like, instinct. What does that tell you?
1: Uh, I'll take the field over him.
2: I think so, too. I think so, too. Because I've, I've read, I think he's in The Athletic. I've read a couple articles that have said, if Jalen Wilson comes back, he will be KU's leading point scorer. And I just, I don't know. I don't know if that's, if that's going to be the case, that being said, it would be, he would make our team a lot better um, if, if he was back because he can do a lot of those things that uh, aren't necessarily scoring, Uh, but we've seen him at times, score a lot of points for this basketball team. Uh, We got to wait a couple of days. June 1st is the date. So you're probably listening to this on late May 30th or early uh, May 31st. We'll know in a couple of days, this may be all out of date shortly. There's one other name that I want to talk to you, Kevin, about before we get out of here. And I have some complicated feelings about this whole thing. (laughs) And that is Kevin McCuller. Kevin McCuller is actually still in the draft as well. However, he has said... If I do remove my name from the NBA draft, I will be playing at KU and I've entered, entered the transfer portal and will be attending KU. Remy did the same thing last year where Remy had entered the draft and then said, if I withdraw my name, I'll go to KU. I think that says you're coming to KU. Like you would not announce you're transferring to a school and then not withdraw like that. You would just stay, pick your name, put your name in there. So I think you got to keep going along on the process to keep getting the, uh, the feedback and, and all that. So we expect Kevin McCuller to be on this team. Kevin McCuller, we know him very well. He will be a rising senior for Texas. he used to play for Texas tech. We've seen him multiple times a year for the past three years, really good player, I don't ever think he really played well against us. And so I have this like bias against him as like this hated player who has all this hype, who never plays well against us. And so that was how my mind was built around Kevin McCuller. Now, Kevin McCuller is going to be on the roster. So I've got to like do some mental gymnastics to figure out what do I think about Kevin McCuller? This is what I come up with. I like Kevin McCuller.
1: Yeah, I do too. And I I, I went through the same analysis because you always do the comparison of like what you know about the guy, right? right. Remember when Remy We're he like was we never, hate that
2: guy. Yeah, was, we hated he, Remy. The oh, guy, we hated I
1: made everything against us. He made everything. Uh Kevin McCullough lost. so, but he's you know, and you look down at his numbers, he's not had a, a great offensive season last year. I think he was a little over 10 points or something. Uh percentage wise, you know, field goal percentage down, uh, not a three point threat last season, but, and so you kind of go, okay, what is he good at? Well, he's an impact impact defender can play, you know, can, can guard at all, all five positions switches everything to, uh, you know, just as good or better than anyone that will come back on our roster. Uh got some length and, you know, everyone says the dude is just basketball IQs through the roof. Um, and so you put those things together. That sounds like a bill self player. Um, you can find the offense elsewhere if we have to, I mean, if the guy gives you 10 points, but is a, you know, a plus defender, he is going to play a lot of minutes in a bill self offense and our bill self uh, roster. So that's just is what it is. And I think, you know, the, the, the thing you heard a lot, and I can't remember who it might've been. Uh, I don't know what might've been, um CJ Moore article or something, I think I read that uh the guy is kind of a Bill Self guy. Yeah. Uh, he just he kind of fits fits what Bill's trying to do, uh, fits the mold. He will be able to step in day one and make an impact, could start. Uh, we'll see. I mean, that's with especially with CB gone. You, know, you were looking for a wing, he could step in there. Obviously, we have some coming in too uh that would make it interesting, but the guy's gonna play for sure. And his name's Kevin.
2: So, yeah, I mean, he's my you guy. love you some, love you some Kevin. <laughs> he's my guy. Uh, a, co- a couple other things about him, he, He's been playing out of position at Texas tech. He's been asked to play point guard. You know, he's like a six, five, six, six he's point big, guard. Yeah, He will not be playing point guard for the Kansas Jayhawks next year. We've got plenty of point guards. So we'll actually put him into his real position uh, and see how he can, can play from there. Uh, I think that will improve his, his offensive output. Um, but then he won't, he'll not be the leading scorer on the team next year. That's not what you ask him. But you, you ask him, he can probably switch to every position if you needed him to. He did that at Texas tech. Uh, And so if you're looking for a team to be built around defense, like Bill self likes, Kevin McCullough is your guy. The last thing I want to say is I am all about the transfer portal, obviously, because it's benefited KU quite a bit, um, and all about really players being able to make that choice and you know not having that barrier. Uh, I just feel really weird about intra conference. yeah, it is weird because <laughs> it is weird. it's just hard for me to change my brain like that because I hate every player who's it not is weird <laughs> who doesn't play for KU in the big twelve and then eventually I'd come to respect them, but you know how you know how it is people we used at home to do understand.
1: that We used to be like, man, what would KU be with that big 12 player?
2: On our team. Now you could be like, hey, we should just go get him. <laughs> yeah, we could just go do it. Tyrese Hunter, come on down. That this didn't work crazy. out. Uh, but you know, I just I just feel I don't know what my feelings are, but they're really complicated about intra conference. Like if you would have transferred to Gonzaga or Miami, I would not have cared. It would not have like registered for me. Or if somebody from Gonzaga or Miami would have transferred in, like that's a whole new type of player. Maybe we've seen them once. Maybe I've seen them on TV a couple of times, but that's the limited exposure I have with them. It is. I know. I know everything about Kevin McCuller and it's all from the perspective of the opponent to the enemy, the other guy, the guy we're trying to, to, to stop. And now it's just this complete flip. Yeah.
1: I do like the idea of just taking all the PAC 12s, best players, and like, cause no one watches
2: those guys just
1: take <laughs> right. get those guys over like Remy. Uh, but, but no, this is great. I think it's, I think it'll obviously be a good fit. Um, we'll see what the rest of the roster and how it shakes out. And we don't speculate since we'll know more here in a couple of days, but, uh, and certainly more to come as we preview the preview to the preview of the season, which is certainly forthcoming. And we are going to talk some football. Andrew, Woo. there's too much hype around this football program not to talk at least a little football coming up here. Had some spring football. I'm excited about football, but here's one more thing we haven't talked about this, but I want to close with one with one more thing about the championship season. We have to, okay, and that is, will Dave McCormick's jersey uh-huh. hang Goodness. in the Allen Fieldhouse Raptors? Yes slash no circle apply. Here's my take real quick. It's not a take. Here's the background real quick. Of course, you know, the, the, uh, the, to get in the rafters, you have to have done certain things. One of which is an all American first team. One of which is uh, what is it? Big 12 player of the year. Is that one of them? And then uh, final four MOP of which Dave McCormick was like without question, the most deserving. And we did a post game spaces, which we actually posted in the feed. So you can go back and listen to our three and a half hour post game show uh, and, and listen to us in real time. Find out that David McCormick indeed did not win the MOP and will not have his Jersey in the rafters. And we were like as much like happiness as we had just about everything that night. I was mad. <laughs> like I was yeah. literally upset. You were like, Hey, let's move on. am like, no, I'm mad. This sucks. That dude deserves to be in the rafters for what he did for this team. He should be on the rafters. And so we kind of joked, we're going to, we're going to buy a Jersey and put it in our own rafters in our house. But uh, the answer now, Andrew, what is yours? Will he yes, no. And then we can talk about it. Have his Jersey in the rafters in the future.
2: This is not what. I think should happen this is what I think will happen. I don't think it'll happen. I'm saying no. I'm circling no. And I okay. feel terrible saying that. But I don't think it'll happen. I think because it's too odds. hard it's too hard to explain. Yeah, it's, it's like, hard. <laughs> here's here here are the qualifications. Except, okay, what you got to understand is that in the 2022 (laughs) championship game, they gave the ballots out at eight minutes. Whatever. For the rest of it. They're going to play that, those
1: two shots on every video for the evermore. It's going to be the Mario shots. It's going to be Dave's hook. That will be enough to keep it going. Keep it going. That'll be enough. I, I just, I would like it to happen. I don't think it will. All right. The odds are probably if you had to, you know, at the sports book, go lay them down. If I was setting those, I would probably say that you are correct. And that is the favorite. Uh, and that the 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 uh, the long shot is that they will put his jersey in the rafters. Bill Self did talk about it uh, recently and said something to the extent, uh, let me see if it's a, uh, he said, I would hope so. <laughs> uh, when asked if they would ever recognize his achievement as a way into the rafters. So I would hope so. Now, who do you think determines (laughs) right now at the University of Kansas who goes into the Raptors and who does not?
2: Who's the number one? Bill Self does, but they do it
1: like five to 10 years. I know that's the key. Will he still be here? I think that's if you tell me Bill Self will be the coach in 10 years, I say his jerseys in the Raptors. If you say five years or less, I think I probably lean. No. Yeah.
2: I, I think the more he's here, the more likely it it, it ha- is to happen. But I still am choosing no if I'm in a bet. Okay. All
1: right. Fair enough. I would need some odds to say yes.
2: Uh, but I will take those. If you
1: give me those odds, I would take that bet. All right. So there you go. Dave, hopefully you get it in the right. We love you, buddy. Dave. We we've always you loved it. In we've there. always listened
2: listen to the old episodes of the podcast. We've always loved Dave. We've never been a Dave hater. That is No, we haven't. No, true. We, we haven't like we we've been, we've been on board. I think you can, I mean, you might be able to find
1: a tweet here or there where I'm complaining about something, but by and large, we've been a pro Dave organization over here at Jayhawk talk for a long time. All right, Andrew, let's get out of here. This has been fun to get back and talk about hoops, man. It's been too long. I've been like thinking about it a lot. You know, I see a KU championship shirt walking down the street. I'm like, yeah, that's what's up? that's still champs, still champs, but uh, let's do this again soon. There's a lot to talk about. Let's see how the, uh, the, the roster shakes out and maybe let's hop back on here and have a chat.
2: I kind of want to do this draft thing because like, we're not going to really hurt funny. anybody's feelings. Like they're not going to care. But if like Brian drafts, somebody last, like that's going to hurt feelings. Like yeah. they don't, they don't know who I am, nor do they care. That, that, that might be something we should explore. Once we get a final roster, let's you and I talk about it and draft okay. our teams. All right. At we'll least in private. We don't yeah. have to put it on,
1: <laughs> I was say, on a podcast. We should do it either way. But yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> all right. Cool. Sounds like a plan. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been fun. You can check us out. Jayhawk talk. What is your handle these days? What is your do you have? Are you Sherlock hoops anymore? What happened there? Oh, I never got back into are that. Are you account. in Twitter jail? uh Andrew C Payne Andrew C go. Payne there you there go there you, you go Andrew C Payne and we're going to do some football stuff coming up so keep the old podcast subscription alive follow us add us whatever you're listening to Spotify podcast whatever it is listen to us we appreciate you very much and we're going to be bringing J-Hop a lot more content to you it's throughout it's the rest of the J-Hop year and into next year because, because we champs it's andrew it's my J-Hop and, J-Hop
2: Champs are here andrew good. I'll I'll
0: and, you rock shot and i we hope, this for my j fans for my j this for my j fans for my j Tried to tell him every time we on the court I tried to tell them that we never coming up short I tried to tell them that we came here to get the win I tried to tell them that, that they should never let us in they say that we the best but I say we the greatest that's why they try to knock us down and always seem to hate us that's why they talk about us they know they can never fade us it's tradition and that Kansas pride that has truly made us they know just how we feel they know at Allen Field that we gonna keep it real shout out the bill this for them fans that waited off in them long lines camped out before the games and they stayed a long time every dollar that we spend just to watch our team win on a jayhawk shirt or a new clean bins with a sticker on the back with the k and the u Uh uh-huh yeah baby that'll you say, ooh, we at the top of the top Just like we should be Started from the bottom Thanks to what James could see Dr. Nae Smith made a game for man Changed lives for the players And did the same this for, for my the face. fans for my, this for my J-Hawks fans, for my J-Hawks It's for, for my J-Hawks fans, for my J-Hawks for my j fans, for my And if you love it, then I love it Cause we Hawks, this baby for my J-hawks for my J House. This for my J House fans. for my J House. This for my J House fans. for my J House. House. And if you love it, then I love it, because we Hawks, baby. All them years that we've been cheering, everything that we've been hearing, all them spreads that we've been clearing, never been no team we fearing. And look how Bill got us fearing. All them tournaments appearing with no team that's interfering. Nine times get the cheering with them banners held high, and the crowd going wild. Night before the final four, you can't even sleep now. Yeah, we at the peak now. We can't even leap down. March Madness, man, we've been waiting. We now, if you a Hawks fan, go ahead and hold them one tie. Shout out to the Boosters, showing love and the alumni. I'm speaking for the fans, even though I'm just one guy. We appreciate the love, love won't run dry. Imagine the state of Kansas with no Jayhawks. That's like having no streets, but trying to Jayhawk. They see us as support, and we see them on the court. So we keep it loud and do our Best so we don't come up short. We win together and we lose together, but win or lose, we still booze together. Struggles in my life will change me as a man, but one thing that'll never change, I'll be a Jayhawk fan. I ain't even gotta really say it. This one for the fans, that's why I made it Launch Madness, here we can't be faded Rock Chuck J-Hawk in your faces I ain't even gotta really say it This one for the fans, that's why I made it March Madness, here we can't be faded Rock Chuck J-Hawk in your faces This for my j Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks This for my j Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks this for my j house fans for my j house house and if you love it then i love it cuz we house fans for my j this for my j house fans for my j house this for my j fans for my j house and if you love it then i love it cuz we house